You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's NBA Draft Day. It's Locked On Hornets, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off of your next order. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network, and you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. And because it's NBA Draft Day, the Lockdown NBA podcast has already mock drafted every single first round pick leading up to November 18th. We did it with the third overall selection. You can find out who we took and why we took that person at number three overall. You can listen to the Lockdown NBA podcast to hear projections, not only from us, from the Charlotte Hornets, but you can hear every projection of each uh, of each pick and expert analysis from Chad Ford, the Athletics' John Hollinger, and sports it's Jeremy Wu. Check the feed to catch up on past shows and don't miss a pick. You can subscribe to Locked On NBA today wherever you get your podcast. Not a third overall pick. Hornets actually got good luck in the NBA lottery. How are you feeling when it comes to the actual NBA draft? I am still very nervous that they're going to embarrass <laughs> us. Like, I have a bad feeling. Like, I want to be excited, but at the same time, it's like there's 99 there's just 99 stockings with coal in them. And then there just happens to be that one that'll be the diamond and they'll work out in your favor. I don't feel positive about this. And I, I want to. I want to feel good about this, Walker. I just don't know. Um, we all know that you are not one to feel positive about most things. You do fight Fair. for the Charlotte Hornets. Um, and I respect you for that. I'm pretty nervous, too. I don't know why. I don't know if they pick any of these three guys at third overall that are projected to go top three overall, if it's really going to make that much of a difference. You know, I I'm liking the idea of LaMelo ball in that backcourt. I think that would mm-hmm. be a lot of fun from an entertainment standpoint. I think James Wiseman is, is going to be okay. Fine with me. Like it's, it's tough to have a, a certain opinion. Like, I think I like the idea of LaMelo ball being here in Charlotte the most, but I want to get to our predictions for tonight. We're locking yeah. it in. It's our final answer on what we think the Hornets do tonight. And I want to get what our dream scenario is and what our worst scenario is. So, Nada, I ask you. And maybe some of those things coincide. We'll yeah, find out right some, they, they probably do. Uh, also, by the way, last segment um, of the show today, Nada <laughs> had a great idea of telling you to give us your, your most likely and the craziest Boston Celtics out, uh, accusations on why the, the Hornets didn't trade or what they offered the Hornets after they have been rumored to want to deal all the way in the top three. So we're going to read some of your funniest responses here on the podcast later on. And Anthony Edwards has some comments that might scare some people. We're going to go to that in the second segment. But here we are. Nada, I want to get your I want to get your uh, worst case scenario. Let's go with that first. So the Charlotte Hornets tonight whether it's a move made before the draft, whether it's the actual third overall pick, what is the worst thing you think the Charlotte Hornets could do tonight in the NBA draft? Trade down to something like five or six and draft Obi Toppin. (laughs) I think that is so essentially, but essentially though, it's like, it's like Obi, it's not even trading down as much. It's just basically taking Obi Toppin as their guy. Cause I mean, yeah, taking Obi Toppin at three would be the worst. You just don't want Obi Toppin, essentially. 
here's the thing. I can defend it. I, I put this out on Twitter and I said, I can defend it. But if you're going to do that, then you have to trade Miles Bridges. Like you have to trade him that night. You have to find a spot for him that night. Because otherwise you have three guys that play the same position and two of them really aren't good at defending the rim. If not, all three of them aren't really good at defending the rim. So at some point we have to start wondering if there's a plan. That is the worst case scenario because at least with that, uh, again, the thing is Obi Toppin doesn't fit this roster. Everybody else, you can make a case like, you know what? They fit. LaMelo Ball fits for multiple reasons. Anthony Edwards fits a glaring hole in the two-guard spot. Um, James Wiseman fits a glaring hole in terms of rebounding and defending the rim. Danny Avia, you always need a uh, jack-of-all-trades, master of none when it comes to dra- to a just, uh, again, a potential guy. So I get all of it. The only guy I can't defend too, too much is Obi Toppin. That's the worst-case scenario. So the worst case scenario for me is giving up a few different assets to move up to number one and or number two overall to select James Wiseman. And I I say specifically James Wiseman, even though I don't hate him, I'm higher on him than you are. I just don't see a huge difference in who I would want between Wiseman and Kung Wu. And so if both of those guys are going to be, you know, one of them is going to be available at three and it's going to be a Kong Wu, then I don't want to give up assets to move up one or two spots to go up and get a big guy. And we just, I think there's a, a clip circulating on Twitter right now of Mike Schmitz calling centers, the running back of the NBA. And we've kind of talked about that theory before giving up a miles bridges, it, going down some of the re- proposed trades. And I kind of want to do a deal or no deal thing in the second segment. So yes. I won't reveal a lot of the trades that I have that we've discussed so far, but Malik Monk, Miles Bridges, protected first round picks, lightly protected first round picks, certainly unprotected first round picks. I don't want to give up any of that. Even guys like Cody Zeller, where that's an expiring contract that's going to be valuable. I do not want to give up anything to move up one or two. Not, well, hey, this isn't an awful trade. Like, yeah, there are certainly worse levels of this than others, but I don't want to move up in this NBA draft by giving up assets whatsoever. I want to take whoever is there at three. And then I will go ahead and lead this into what I think is the best case scenario. What would make me the happiest with this Hornets team coming in tomorrow and talking about what they did on NBA draft day. The happiest I would be Mm -hmm. is if they traded back four more assets. I don't know what that would look like, but if they traded back and they were still able to land Devin Vassell or Anyeka Okongwu, either at seven where Detroit has been reportedly interested in moving up or eight where the New York Knicks are now reportedly interested in moving up, packaging the eighth overall pick that they've already had and the 23rd overall pick now that they have in a trade with Utah, giving up a couple of other picks to move up to 23. Looks like they might be packaging to go up even further to select somebody. If the Hornets can move back to eight or seven and get Devin Vassell or a Kong Wu, or even, you know, even just like on the other outside, a, a Killian Hayes or somebody like that, that is the best case scenario in Walker Mail's world. That's what I want to see the Hornets do tonight, if it's possible. Best case scenario is, is honestly, is, isn't something like that for me. The most ideal case scenario probably is they stay at three, they draft a LaMelo ball, and we all go home. Like, like, and then we just get ready for 32. That is the best case scenario because I do think that everybody is really, really, really overthinking this when it comes to LaMelo. He is the 
of all the guys, like if he doesn't shoot, he can still be a functional NBA player. There aren't too many of those guys in this draft where they say, where you can say they have an elite skill outside of scoring. LaMelo has that with his basketball IQ with also his passing ability. So I, I want to see another basketball savant on this team. I want to see it. And more importantly, not to give up assets to do it, because if we're going to let people outthink themselves and go go that way, then cool, let's do that. That's the best case scenario, because quite honestly, I think he's the best player in this draft. I keep coming back to it. And while and more importantly, every report that came out is like, wait a minute, hold on. The Hornets really love LaMelo Ball. Even if that's smoke, I believe again, Walker. I didn't believe before. I believe now I may actually get what I want out of this draft. Walker, I'm happy uh, about this. If we go to our final predictions before we head to the second segment of this podcast, I do think you are going to get your best case scenario. Not if I had to lock in the first three picks and there's certainly uh, a, a ton up in the air with this NBA draft. I, I don't want to bet money on this, but if you forced me to put money down on what I think the top three picks are going to be, or if there's going to be any trades up or whatever, what I eventually would lock my answer in as to the final thing that happens with the top three picks, I would say Minnesota stays home at number one mm-hmm. and they select Anthony Edwards. I think at number two, Golden State just decides to select James Wiseman. And I think at number three, the Hornets would select LaMelo Ball over Anyeka Okongwu or anybody else in consideration. That was your best case scenario. I think that's actually the thing that happens tonight. If I had to put money down, that's what I would bet on happening. Uh, I, see, what I think actually happens, I think it goes Edwards one. I think Golden State trades down, and I think they get a, I think they get the Knicks. Mitchell Robinson, eight and 23, which is exactly what Golden State gets. They take, and then New York takes LaMelo. And then I think the Hornets end up with James Wiseman, exactly who they want. I think that's what I think that's what happens here. That would be I, a sweet trade for Golden State, by the way. Getting Mitchell exactly. Robinson on that roster and then getting eight and twenty-three to boot. I would I mean, that'd be fantastic, in my opinion. It, it depends on how much you believe in Mitchell Robinson, but I love Mitchell. So yeah, that would be I think that would be great for Golden State. And not I do want to talk a little bit about some of the other reported things going down. So uh, the Knicks want to trade eight and twenty-three. We've also seen reports that the Bill or the Bills, the Bulls would be interested in packaging Wendell Carter and number four to move up to maybe number two. Um, and 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 trading with Golden State for I don't know who it's rumored they're interested in. I don't know if you saw. Um, I, again, I I think it's Lamelo, but everyone else seems to think that it'd be for Wiseman, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and so either way, I think Golden State would be smart to take that deal if they go down to four and get Wendell Carter and 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 just swap picks. Hell yeah, like that 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 makes a lot of sense. To for Golden State, and same thing if, if that package comes about from the Knicks, I think Golden State would be best suited to do that. I will ask you this as well. Should Charlotte get involved, as we have the funny responses in the last segment, should Charlotte legitimately get involved with Boston since it's reported that the Celtics actually do want to move up to a top three overall pick? They do have three first-round picks, the earliest, though, being 14, and the other two 
in the first round or pretty late. I don't think that you can just do a three for all three pick swap here. As much as I'm a fan of trading down, that's too far for the best pick to be had here. Unless you want to package all of those into something else, then okay. Um, do you think Charlotte should get involved? I do think they should get involved, but I also think, like you said, there needs to be more. Yeah. Like, but like at what point does Romeo, a guy like Romeo Langford get involved? And, and that's exactly what I, I, I'm with you. Like, so I guess when I say get involved, yes, you should absolutely see what Boston is willing to give up. If you can get a Grant Williams, a Romeo Langford, you know, whatever kind of young guys you can consider worthy and then get all the picks jumping from 14 to three. It's a lot. I mean, even in this NBA draft, it's a lot. So I'm with you. I, I wouldn't just do it for those three first round picks that they had. Yeah, no, I, I don't like, honestly, it's like that. And like, I, I just want assets. And it, as we've been told throughout this entire process at this point, the strength of this draft is not at the top. It's always been in the middle part post lottery, like 10 to 30 is the strength of this draft. Get more cracks at the apple, get an Aaron Neesmith, get a RJ Hampton. Go get those guys. That well, wait, can. now it seems like you're changing your mind. Not about LaMelo being best case. Like what, 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 what are you going with here? What, what's your best case scenario? Do you like that better than LaMelo? Is it bad that I kind of want more cracks? Like I, I, I love LaMelo. No, I, I think, just can't get a grip on you. Flippity flip. I, I can't help myself all right now, because again, there are so many different ways that this can go. And I can only think about the way, all the ways that they go bad. You know, let's go to the next time. We got to laugh at Anthony Edwards. We do have to laugh at Anthony Edwards. We're not laughing at Bill Bar with the best energy bar out there on the market. And because of that, they released six new flavors to expound upon some of that, including Cherry Barcia. You can call us the Barcia Boys. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. You get a free cooler with a uh, purchase at BuiltBar.com while supplies last. Also, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order uh, off at BuiltBar.com. Again, $10 off your next order. Bar.com. Anthony Edwards had some things to say that actually might make my final prediction not become true. We'll see if Minnesota looks the other way coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. Decoys all over the place. They've got everybody down at the rim. Ball goes into biz. They do like an XFL style where the wide receiver runs to the line of scrimmage, except it's with Devontae Graham. He picks up a foul. I don't care what you say, Nate McMillan. More like Nate McVillan. Get out of here. Quit whining about the officials. You got plenty of calls. The Hornets got a call at the end of the game. I thought it was fair. Hornets win. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Not a maybe one of the bigger storylines that happened today heading into the NBA draft. It's Anthony Edwards' comments, and we were asked to address them. We were going to do it anyway, but Jordan McGinnis <laughs> tweeted at us and said, could these quotes tank Edwards tonight, and would it scare Charlotte at all? Maybe it's just a 19-year-old rambling a little bit. That was from at McGinnis 15 underscore. Thank you to Jordan, who tweeted at us to talk about this. So not a, here are Anthony Edwards' comments. Um he says, and this is a write-up. I forget from who, by the way, who released this. I should give them credit. I can try to find that after I read the quote. But uh, the comments that came out from Anthony Edwards, uh, this write-up says, quote, he says he doesn't think about being the first player taken. He'll be ready when the time comes. Okay, starting to get fine. You know, whatever. Okay, yeah. But other than that, I don't even care. 
To be honest, he says, I can't watch basketball. He re- he was talented and could accomplish something he might not have been able to in football, which was his first love. So that's the direction he went. Simple as that. Hanging up his cleats, quote, that's all I needed to see, he says. So when after did he get into basketball? I'm still not really into it, he says. I love basketball. Yeah, it's what I do. He's not entirely convincing. He says if he were drafted by the NFL tomorrow, he'd let basketball go. Quote, because you can do anything on the field, he explains. You can spike the ball. You can dance. You can do all type of disrespectful stuff. In the NBA, he says, you can't do any of that. You'll get fined. Oh, he's not done. Not he's got more. He goes on to say that he's an aspiring rapper. He's already recorded a few tracks with his older brother, Bubba. So like Damian Lillard, uh, so, so like Damian Lillard, the guy that writes this ass, he says, quote, but I can really rap. He says, Dame talking about, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm rapping like little baby. He says he won't release any songs until he's established in the NBA. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> all, of that, yes. all of those yes. comments from Anthony Edwards are yes. fantastic. So there's a couple things to digest here, and there's a lot of funny in here. Yes. One is the verbal jarring, and not even verbal jarring, but they're it, going after Damian Lillard. We've already seen Damian no, Lillard. The, the, that's the, you don't want those problems. No, you, you don't. don't. <laughs> Dame is good. Dame is legitimately good, and you do not want those problems. I don't know why Anthony Edwards is is going after him like that. That doesn't show any kind of confidence. That just shows stupidity. You do not want those problems on the mic. Dame will win every single time. I don't care about the rapping, nada. Like this has what in the wrong hands. This quote has a very high likelihood of mm-hmm. being transcribed into something coded. <laughs> Yes. And, I, yes. and that's what we have to take care. I, I don't care. Miles Bridges, love Miles Bridges as like his motor and everything. And, and he's got a couple, I think he's working on the second rap album with Dwayne Bacon. I, who I don't give a damn about him being an aspiring rapper. I care for his benefit to go after Dame Dalla. Don't do that. I do care about uh, some of the other stuff. And, and, and only because of this. We've heard this before. I think a lot of people kind of liken it to when we were discussing Josh Rosen entering the NFL draft a couple of years ago. How much does he truly love the sport? Not I remember Ben Simmons had some similar comments to this, Mm -hmm. maybe just this year, not in the draft, but this year where Ben Simmons may not even love the game of basketball. I don't even care too much. Like if you're talented enough, and and you, know, you you like the game enough and and as long as i can't see that on the court then okay you know if you put your work in you don't you don't have to love it you could just be good at it and i could see you wanting to make a living that way i don't want you to play like it and and, and that's the thing is these comments back up some of the things that we saw from anthony edwards in college yep you know, what what we see from the motor what we see from some other comments that he had before these were even revealed all all this does is back some of that up. So while I think the rapping is hilarious, the disrespectful stuff, like it's like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe he's joking, but it's like, all right, that's, you want to spike the ball. You want to be disrespectful. Okay. This is a guy that shoots 29%. Somebody that's crazy, uber talented that has maybe just gotten off on his talent and hasn't put a hundred percent work ethic in I, I I hate talking about that kind of thing, man. But like, 
Anthony Edwards scares the hell out of me, and these comments don't do uh, me any favors as far as as far as feeling more comfortable if you were the Hornets pick at three. I'm kind of with you at this point. Like everything that I've read about him has been one of those. He's 19. He doesn't understand this, that, and the third. I read these comments and I'm wondering how the hell did the agent not just shut this interview down right then and there? <laughs> like that, that's what I'm that's what I'm honestly wondering, Walker. The minute you say I don't even really like basketball like that, and he said it twice, and I would leave to go play football. Like, what are you thinking? Like, that's the point where, like, his agent did him wrong and his agent probably did himself a disservice. Like, even if he is kidding, that's not something you go about doing. Because now, like you said, I'm scared to draft him at three. He's the one guy, you know what? If he's on the board and LaMelo and Wiseman are gone, yo, I don't blame him if they trade down. I don't blame I wouldn't blame the Hornets at all if they traded down. Because at this point, he is unreliable. And granted, most 19-year-olds were unreliable. 19-year-old Nada was highly unreliable. I get all of that. But at the same time, you know what scares me more? A high, again, a talented. Because here's the thing. Does anything that he said thus, thus far strike you as similar to a guy like Malik Monk? Because it does me. And I don't think you can have two of those guys on the same run, on the same. Well, run. I mean, I don't think Malik came up with anything this explosive. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, Malik. I don't think we've ever questioned if Malik loves the game. I don't. Malik's not a uh, Malik's not somebody that I it gives those kind of vibes with any of the comments that he had. You know, maybe Malik is a little immature, but I think Malik cares. I don't think anybody's questioned. You know, maybe like as far as skating on the talent, you know, maybe Malik thought that because he was a lottery pick that that gave him some favor on a team with not a ton of talent everywhere else. But it, it seems Malik doesn't even come out publicly and say some awful things, in my opinion. Like not sure. not to this level. Yeah, I I mean. I hate to be, I don't want to be that evaluator that says, oh, well, he doesn't love basketball enough. You know, it's, you know, he's, he's all basketball. He's all football. Like I, I want you to have other interests just for your own personal growth. Like I, I, I don't care at all that he's a rapper. I don't, I don't care that Anthony Edwards likes football first. Like we've, we've seen that a lot, you know, people's first love, you know, Michael Jordan's freaking first love was baseball, right? Like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's you know, he might love basketball, but if, if Anthony Edwards says he's not into it at all, I understand how that might be a little different. I just, if, if it w- these comments back up the problems that we've heard before from Anthony mm-hmm. Edwards and they back up what we visibly see on the court where he just checks out too much. Do you think you can coach that out of Anthony Edwards? Do you think he can change? And that's what I would be scared of. So I would lay off. All right, let's play deal or no deal. Not a, I want to kind of just revisit some of the trade ideas we've talked about. Throughout this entire pre-draft process, Let's we've been it. putting out mostly daily content and we've talked a lot of fake trades and they've been a lot of fun. So I'm mm-hmm. going to roll down this list before we get to your Boston Celtic responses that were pretty hilarious. I already checked your mentions. So let's go to number one. Charlotte receives number one, Omari Spellman and Jacob Evans. So the Charlotte Hornets would receive the first pick, Omari Spellman and Jacob Evans, and then Minnesota would receive the third overall pick, the 32nd overall pick, and Miles Bridges. If you're Mitch Kupchak, do you make that deal? Oh, good Lord, no. <laughs> no. I would agree with you. Yeah, I agree. I think that is too much to get rid of 
I, I don't want to get rid of three and 32 to number one and, and let alone miles bridges. Uh, I, I'm not doing any of that. All right. Here's another one. Nada Minnesota. This is one projected uh, or proposed. I should say by Zach Lowe, something similar to this in his uh, off season preview that he dropped mm-hmm. uh, like a couple weeks ago, Minnesota receives number three miles bridges. And he uses a lightly protected future first round pick. I'll go top 10 protected first round pick. And then Charlotte just gets number one. Would you make that deal? No. Yeah. You wouldn't make, if you wouldn't do the first, then you wouldn't make that one. I should have re I should have rearranged those, but those are a couple. All right. Here's a couple that include moving back. Okay. Charlotte receives miles Turner. Indiana receives number three straight up. You get miles Turner for the third overall pick. Are you making that deal? It, whoo, for whatever tough, filler you would want to do those that's the, the pieces. that's the toughest one that you've given me thus far yep i'm gritting my teeth but i'm saying no you're saying no yeah that one's tough because you know miles not on a bad contract no and, and you've got control for him I, I i like miles he has the ability to shoot the three we know that he's a good rim protector with the block shots and i think he's mobile enough out on the perimeter i mean it's not great uh, but this is somebody that he wasn't a legitimate defensive player of the year candidate two years ago, but it is someone that was kind of in that conversation. Like you would bring him up if you were talking about maybe top three, top four, which is good. Like, are, are you telling me he was fourth in that award? Then yeah, like he's a great, he's a really good defender. I would say yes to this. God, really? it's tough. Yeah, and yeah, now I would. we know who really hates the second, the third overall pick in the draft. Now oh, we know. Man. Now I know, we know. I know. It's either it's that or Lamelo. I just I I like Miles Turner, and I think that Miles hasn't even realized his full potential yet because of the clunky fit that he might have been with Indiana. So I, I think Miles can be somebody that would really help this team. I'd probably do it if you want to call me. You know this. If you want to say that this Pacers fandom is still very much inside. But I would go with miles on that one. Last one. Nada. We talked about this and I think we'll both agree on this one. Charlotte receives Mitchell Robinson and number eight, New York receives number three. Uh, would you do that deal? If you're Mitch cup check? No, I want, you said you too. would last no, time. No, and you I, would said, immediately... I, said I, wanted eight, I said eight and 23. I want 23. Not you, because they didn't have the 23rd pick. We did this last time. I'm sorry. Not a, you are a mental wrestling met or yes, uh, a mess, yes, I should say. Yeah. And I need to call you out on this because yes. I remember last time we talked about that trade, you said you absolutely take that deal and you run with it. I was surprised just now because I thought we were going to agree, but now you're saying that you would turn down Mitchell Robinson and number eight. I want to, 23. Now, that, now the 23, now that they have 23 now, I want 23. I okay. Want 23. So would you, would you do it for all of those? Yes. But you're saying now you wouldn't, you would say hard no and the Knicks don't give in and you're saying, nope, I don't care. It's Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, I'm saying, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying. I just don't, I don't get why I, that's, that's ridiculous. Mitchell Robinson and number eight would be just fine. I would give up the number three overall pick to move down. And I thought you would too, not a, what happened, man? Like, I don't think you're well. Give me all of these picks, bro. Give me all of them. Because again, you want LaMelo that badly. 
I want eight and I want 23. I'm coming for the house and the car. I'm not saying that you shouldn't ask for 23. I'm saying if they were dead set on not including both of those, this is a, a, a trade proposed by the way, as is by Chad Ford. So it's not like I'm completely making this up. This is what Chad Ford said. Um, it doesn't mean that it would ever be offered, but in the sake of promoting a locked on podcast member, then yeah, like Mitchell Robinson, number eight for number three, I do that all day. I get Mitchell Robinson. I select Devin Vassell at eight and I go home and I reap the benefits of what the Charlotte Hornets future could be. So uh, yeah, that's the correct decision. Not a, I don't know why you gave us a couple of Okay. go into the third segment <laughs> and let's read some of the responses to your Boston Celtics tweet on what they would offer the Hornets and what their reasoning would be, what kind of accusations they would make on the Charlotte Hornets. That's coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I'm not a big fan of grape jelly. I kind of, I'm a little insulted that you referred to me as grape jelly. I'm not a fan of grape anything. Now, I like grapes, but I don't like grape flavoring. I think it goes back to the Robitussin that I had as a kid, and I just don't like grape flavoring. Anyway, great to be back. Great to be back on the show. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Anybody that's listened to this podcast, whether it be Doug Branson, whether it be me, whether it be Nada, whoever it is, we've always liked to joke, along with other Hornets fans on Hornets Twitter, about the Danny Ainge accusations of the Hornets for offer of picks in exchange for Frank Kaminsky. And a lot of it just didn't add up. But this is a reputation that is realized by actually a lot of NBA analysts, NBA uh, NBA analysts on Twitter, anybody talking yeah. about that, whatever. Like people know Danny Ainge is one guy to put out some rumors out there. Oh, yeah, I offered him this, whatever. So because of that, Nada, what was the tweet you put out and what were the five best responses? You got a lot. I saw that I you got, got close to 20. <laughs> you did. Uh, it was a great idea. Kudos to you on that. But uh, what was your tweet and what were the five best responses you got to that tweet? All right. So the, the tweet was, you know what? I need your best fake trades Boston would make up to make the Hornets look bad. And I told them the best ones are getting red on Locked On Hornets today. So the first one that I got was one of my favorites. Everybody was on the table. Three first rounders, Tatum, Kemba, the plethora of picks you all turned down before. Because, of course, the, again, that, that feels like something that, again, Zach Lowe would come out with or maybe Ainge would leak that to, to literally Mark Stein or something along the lines of that. Right. And, then, and then they get a little bit more ridiculous. And uh, Okay, know, let's hear the ridiculous ones. I'm excited for these. <laughs> yes. All right. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. All right. Boston trades two first, a protected pit first in 2099, two Wahlbergs to be named later. Tatum and the top pick determined after the draft. <laughs> I, I I need Mark Wahlberg in that deal. If I'm going to pull the trigger on that one, I absolutely need it. I love that one. You know, Danny Ainge is telling a lot of people right now. He's telling Sam Amick, Hey, this was on the, this was on the table and the Charlotte Hornets still turn it down to select number three overall. I don't know why they did that. I don't Again, it gets better though. Unfortunately, that was the only Wahlberg mention we ever got. Like, literally, I am disappointed in y'all. Those of y'all that hadn't had ideas, I was waiting for a couple more Wahlberg brothers, maybe even a new edition mention, something along the lines of that. That would have been hilarious, right? But again, our boy Andy Massey. Celtics offered Bob Cousy, the ghost of Rod Red Auerbach, both Bill Russell, the coach, and Bill, Bill Russell, the player coach. 
Wow. Babe Ruth from the Boston Braves and 2008 Rondo. Oh, wow. We get, yes. What's the best one? Oh, my goodness. And we turned that one down? Why did we turn that down? Just to draft LaMelo Ball? Exactly. <laughs> those those damn incompetent Hornets, man. I don't know why. Exactly. The, the great Bambino, huh? Goodness gracious. Yeah, exactly. Hornets? It gets even better. Our boy Pre Malone heard the offer was for Lucky the Leprechaun, Pierce's wheelchair, and the original Kaminsky Godfather offer. So you get all the picks and you get the wheelchair that was used for five minutes, probably because Paul, uh, probably because Paul Pierce pooped his pants. That's what we're exactly. going with. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're, we're going to get the poop stained wheelchair and a Godfather offer of picks that was previously offered to the Hornets. Uh, I love it. I think that the Charlotte Hornets should take that deal. It'd be stupid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, mind you here, it gets even better. We have the last one, Walker. We have, again, our boy, Mike Kelly Jr., loyal listener of the pod. He gave, yeah, yeah, exactly. I heard Boston offered all their picks for the next two years. A bowl of clam chowder in a bread bowl. Kemba, number three, and number three for the number number third pick and the rights to Rich Cho's food blog. Oh, yeah. Big time bites. No, they can't take big time bites from us. We can't let them have that. No, that's a bad trade. No, that's too valuable. We need big time bites. Friend of the Lockdown Hornets podcast, I believe, by the way, he came into the studio with Doug and David one time. So, no, we can't get rid of the big time bites blog. Sorry, Danny Ainge. No deal. Yeah, literally, this has been like there are so many good ones from this. And that, that was just the really good five ones. There actually, you know what? We'll do one more for a bonus because again, okay, thank you. Go ahead, good. throw it in there. Okay, so Adam Richmond again. Ainge offers the original parquet, the three remain known remaining boards from the Orca, any preserved parts from the Quint, and their three first, three next unprotected first, and a future Ainge to our front office for number three. Hornet's got to take it. I feel like the Hornets should absolutely do that deal, but you know, they won't because Michael Jordan, he ruins everything. At least that is the accusation that wraps up this edition of lockdown Hornets excited for draft night tonight. Talked about our predictions. We'll see who was right. We'll see if one of our best case scenarios actually did take place later on coverage starts uh, later on tonight. I believe at seven 30. Is that right? When the seven thirty, yes, it does. So seven 30, the NBA draft starts. Also make sure you guys check out the live show that locked on NBA is doing. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be making appearance there. I'm going to be hopping on a few minutes before the Hornets make their selection and a couple minutes after. So uh, you will really get to see my live reaction. I really hope that it's not <laughs> anything like what happened a couple of years ago when I was at the Spectrum Center and the Hornets, they drafted SGA and I was about as happy as I could possibly be for five minutes. And then they decided to trade him. And I had a complete meltdown on air uh, talking with Nada, talking with uh, David Walker, talking with Doug. I had a meltdown. I hope that doesn't happen once again uh, if they decide to trade up or God forbid, they trade for Russell Westbrook. I'm taking a flamethrower to the show and I'm not leaving. I'm demanding, <laughs> hey, David, give me the mic, damn it. Like, it's going to be my microphone. I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be screaming at everybody. I'm taking a flamethrower to all of it. So if you want to see me have a meltdown, potentially check out that Locked On NBA live show that we're doing for the draft. Have a great night. Hope you guys enjoy it. Make sure you catch us tomorrow for an NBA draft recap.